The Cubs are still in the market for a left-handed reliever. Who are the potential names? And could they potentially reunite with somebody that used to play for the team? We continue our player series with who needs to be important in 2023 and how much would it take? Let's go. Our Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cubs alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a Monday episode as we kick off the last week of January and spill over into February here. Thanks for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every day. Sam and I are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Sam, well, these parts of the Chicagoland area was a snow-filled weekend. As you record here, midday Sunday, definitely a football-filled day as well. And it's going to be good to warm up and, and talk some baseball. Absolutely. It, t- today is the day that you, you know, it, the, the weather's been bad all weekend. You put your feet up, get some delivery, and watch American football for about five, five and a half hours with your family, and, and then get ready for the work week. That, that's what you're doing today on this Sunday. And if you're listening right now, that's what you did yesterday because uh, that's what everybody should be doing. And we're going to get into some weather reports regarding to. Uh, the activity of driving uh, later in the program. So uh, we'll see what warpath I'm on for for some select cities in this area. So the Cubs are still keeping track of left-handed relievers in the free agent market, yeah. Sam. Uh, I got six names for you here that mm-hmm. that that likely, you know, you've you've heard of and our listeners have heard of, including honestly some some t- top flight pitchers. Yep. And then I'm going to give you the name that has kind of ruined the market, for, for for the lack of a better phrase. So Andrew Chafin, Matt Moore, Matt Moore. Zach Britton, yeah. Will Smith, Fresh Prince, yep. Brad Hand, and Caleb Smith are all lefty relief pitchers that are established major league pitchers. All good options. Available. All You know what? All good options. I agree. Yeah. Matt Stram is the hangup because this guy – who posted an ERA almost four, 3.89 in 2022. Yeah. During the winter meeting, signed for two years, 15 M's. Ugh. And especially you know, Chafin and Moore, they're way better than this dude. And so Strom at a 7.5 AAV, he's completely held everybody up. And you know what's even crazier? I know he's not a lefty, but on the same topic, I don't know if you caught this over the weekend, but Peter uh, uh, Fairbanks of the Rays. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Who is tremendous. Mm -hmm. He had some injury problems last year. He only pitched in 22 games, but he's an easy 100-mile-an-hour wipeout closer. Goes for less than that at four years, 12. It's unbelievable how the Rays are able to navigate these contracts and, and, and spend wisely. But, yeah, to your point, that contract just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, of course, these these relievers are going to be searching that. I'd be fine with any of these guys. 
Yeah. I, I know Chafin's probably the leader in the clubhouse just because he had tremendous success here. He was another classic uh, Jed example of acquiring a guy that, you know, we knew a little bit about, a little bit of a veteran journeyman mm-hmm. type guy, comes in here, pitches terrific. You flip him um, for a prospect. I think they got that. They they got that guy that uh, I can't recall. Well, his name it's, it's the prospect that Lindsey Crosby thinks is the best starting pitching prospect in the organization. Oh, right, but wasn't there another guy, the older guy that? Oh, Greg, the, Greg, uh, yeah, yeah, Greg, yeah, Greg Diekman. Yes, good job. Yes, yeah, 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 and and then and then and then the Daniel Crosby. Palencia. Yeah, Palencia. So you know he may do something like that again with Chafin. I think Matt Moore is probably your highest upside out of those guys. It seems like he's really figured it out on the bullpen. He was a converted starter. He's been around a pretty long time at this point. Mm. Uh, you know, same with Brad Hand. I think with the Cubs, Matt, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. You know, with the lefties in the bullpen, matchup lefties really aren't a huge thing anymore because of the three batter minimum. So you, yeah. you, ha- you have to be able to get out righties unless a team, for whatever reason, has a lineup where like it's four hitters and three of the four are lefties. And Hughes, who we both think will be a large part of this bullpen in 2023, he is a lefty, but I, I, I kind of see him having a little bit bigger of a role than just getting out lefties. I think he's going to be an inning guy, meaning, hey, M- Mr. Hughes, this is your inning. Maybe you design it so a couple of lefties are due up, but He's a guy that, that proved last year he could get out both both sides of the plate. So, you know, they probably do need one more lefty out of the bullpen that they feel comfortable with, and I think all these guys would fit that bill. The Cubs added former Cedar Rapids Colonel of 2013, a place I interned for, uh, Tyler Duffy in Major League Minnesota Twin. Is he a lefty? He's a righty. Oh, okay. Um, so he's the latest I have in the mix here. Uh aside from the locks on the left side there. So in the mix, Duffy, but then there's a uh, a cavalcade of non-roster invitees. Right. I mean, there's Ryan Barucki. Yep. Um, Lefty. There's, there's, there's many other pitchers. There's a couple of righties they've added even in the last week, including Duffy. Yep. And then you have Estrada, Merriweather, Rucker, and Wick. I don't have Wick as a lock. You know, eight spots – Right now, 50% of the pen is locked in. Right. Also, Live Boxberger, Hughes, and Thompson. But yeah, I like how you broke that down because in our last projection, the bullpen did look a little light, but I'm not I'm not that bothered by it because no, even no. checking fan graphs this morning, all these non-roster names, there's there's definitely a level of interest in keeping tabs and how they do in spring training. And and right. one of them is going to emerge. If if you get 10 guys. One out of ten is going to emerge and contribute sure. in some way. Could it be just for a month or two? Yeah, that's part of the business, right? Um, so I think if you're looking at the free agent market, you're seeing the, the the mix of the bullpen what they have right now. You know, Matt Moore had the best numbers of anyone. He first of all, seventy four innings out of the pen is astonishing. For no, this he's day and age. yeah, he might be costly. He's I think he's, he would. I think yeah, he would. He's be. starting to turn into something out of there. He's kind of finding his roles. You see this happen sometimes. One point nine five ERA. Yeah, and no. Then, he, he'd be a huge addition if they got him. That'd be huge. And then you know, Britain has barely pitched the last couple of years, and yeah, then Smith, right. Hand, and Smith have been replacement level or just above replacement level arms. So I think Chafin is the main target. Also, um, 
you know, the Cubs are building. They're, they're trying to do something this year. There's a sense of the familiar uh, on his side, having already pitched here and pitched at Wrigley right. and so on. You know, so the Strom deal, two years for 15. I would think that gets it done. The twist here is that Chafin actually opted out. So he was a free agent last year with the Tigers. What was he supposed he, to get? He was supposed to get 6.5 M's this year. Yeah. So, so he's, he's looking look for, for a deal. raise, right? He's looking for that deal. Yeah. Or he's looking for a two-year deal. Yeah, so, which I don't think the Cubs want to give out to a I don't think so. So I, I was thinking today, one year for seven or eight could be an option because, yes, it is only one year, but it's a raise off the 6-5. He opted out, and it beats Strom's AAV. Yeah. Um, I think, too, when you look at this graphic, you know, you have Hendricks. Um, when, when, whenever he's healthy, that, that, that either – put Samson into a trade position or makes him part of this, this mix as well, which gives you flexibility. But yeah, looking at this graphic, I would say they're going to sign one of these guys. Well, first of all, Jed said they're not done. So they're going to sign somebody else. Mm -hmm. And this is where he's talking about. I think we both Mm -hmm. could safely assume. So I think let's, let's just say you hypothetically throw in a Chafin. Will Smith's a guy. If I had to choose to stay away from one of them, I would, I would say that only because, Okay. Two years ago, when the Braves won the World Series, he was the closer, and he had a very up. I I, I remember this because he was on my fantasy team. He had a very up and down regular season, and then was just nails in the playoffs. He was just nails in the playoffs. He closed every game. He didn't give up anything. But then last year, Jansen got moved to the closer role in Atlanta. He got pushed to a setup role, and he just wasn't really the same guy. And he doesn't really have overwhelming stuff. I, I probably, if I had to eliminate one, I'd probably eliminate him. But um, I think if you add one of those guys, Matt, let's just hypothetically say it's Chafin, that would make the most sense. Although I would, Matt Moore, you might have to spend 10, 11, but that would be awesome. Then all of a sudden you're, 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 these locks look pretty good. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about one of these locks in in, in a second here. Uh, But you look at those that, because Thompson's a multi-inning guy. My guess would be Wick is definitely in the rotation, in the bullpen to start the year. I just, I just hope that, they don't give him the ball late with a lead. That's all. He hasn't all earned right. that yet. He has not. So we'll see how that all shakes out as uh, we get closer to spring training. So wow, uh, we'll hit the two-week mark, I believe, the middle of this week. So we're about two and a half weeks out from pitchers and catchers. And uh, you got to think this group of six uh, would want to lock in a deal uh, prior to that date. So we'll we'll keep tabs on this the next two weeks, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Coming up next, who needs to be successful in order for the Cubs to be successful in 2023? We each have another pitcher and position player uh, to reveal. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We're so excited about our new sports betting partner for the Locked On Network because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features and make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. 
This is all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On Cubs. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen here on a Monday, whenever and wherever you may be listening. I uh, was going through some geography information over the weekend, Sam, on the audio side. Uh, might start a, a thing where we shout out a city at the end of the show or something. It, it was cool to see all the, the towns in Illinois. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Missouri was Wait in the a, top 10 states. Wait a second. I think I can hear somebody listening from our show from St. Louis right now. They just finished walking their dog, and they're on Chapter 3 of their fourth book of the weekend. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So in order for the Cubs to be good in 2023, these players have to be good. My previous selections have been Jan Gomes and Keegan Thompson. Yours have been Mark Leiter Jr., <laughs> now a free agent, and Cody Bellinger still on the Cubs. Uh, today, today, uh, I'm going to switch back to, <laughs> to a position player, and you're going to pick a pitcher uh, that's hopefully oh, around that's uh, for, for years to come. So, Sam, <laughs> Patrick Wisdom mm. in 106 games in 2021 hit 28 home runs. In 134 last year, he hit 25. And my guess is that he would likely play in that 106, 134 sure. game range uh, coming up this year. Uh, Wisdom definitely is is a firm, firmly in the mix, first of all. I yes. think as of right now, he starts at third at opening day. He's no longer in the first base mix because you have Hosmer, Mancini, and Mervis. So 2023 for, for Wisdom is just third base and just DH. Right. So he has to be good at third. Um, you know, you wonder maybe if he was slowed a little bit by by an injury or something last year that maybe affected him on the other side of the ball. I, I'm not you sure, so. but he he has plus power. You know, that's become obvious now after two basically plus, two plus. full years. Yeah. You know, a lot of swing and miss, but the way that the Cubs have built their team now, you could maybe get by with some of his strikeout rate. And yes. if he's going to K up at a, a certain clip, maybe that is okay. Maybe we've accepted that from, from him as a player, especially as a low-cost player, okay, yeah. only making a six-digit number, pre-arb player. And he's he's hit at least 25 home runs the last two years. And that that's in 134 games at the most. I don't think he's going to play more than that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for the Cubs to be good, Patrick Wisdom basically – has to do what he's done the last two years. So my caveat with that is I think for the Cubs to be good, Patrick Wisdom has to be good versus lefties. Okay. Because, like because I, I overall would throw Wisdom in the category of if he's really good. Because last year I wouldn't say he was good. I would say the last – if he's what he is the last two years, I would say that's fine. That's what I'm expecting from him. I'm expecting high okay. power numbers and not much else offensively and some some average to hopefully above average defense. I, I would put him in the category where if he's better than that, that's kind of where you're in a little bit of a bonus, right? I, I don't I don't think if the Cubs are going to win 87, 88 games, wisdom has to be a 240, 
320, 470, 480 guy, but versus lefties, he does. Because this team does not have like like if the Cubs were to face a lefty opening day, they won't. They'll face Corbin Burns. But the first time they face a lefty, he will be hitting anywhere between third and fifth. Wow. So 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 it is going to be important that he mashes lefties because the Cubs don't have a lot of lefty mashers. That's why, as much as I'm against Nico Horner leading off, you may see him lead off versus lefties because the Cubs just don't have a lot of guys like Contreras. That's where you're going to really miss his bat is versus left-handed pitching. So, so yeah, that, that would be my caveat. My guy, I'm going to read a, a split statistic. Let's see if you can guess the pitcher I'm talking about, okay? Okay. This is from 2021, so the year before last. Versus righties, he bat, he, righties hit against him 207, 257 and 300 for a 556 OPS. Oh, Sam, who is this? This guy sounds elite. <laughs> Left-handed batters, 269, 333 with a mind-bogglingly whopping 590 slug for a 924 OPS. Lefties hit against this this pitcher. Who am I talking about? Oh boy. Well, I can't imagine you're going to pick Rowan Wick for this series. So no, I, th- I, I have to imagine just based on my viewing experiences with you, this is Adbert Alzali. And your imagining is not imagining. That's correct. Okay. Um, Alzali has the gifts to be a back end. A we're going to the ninth inning up run a run. Owsley's coming in. I feel good. Let's start singing. One of those guys. Yeah, let's shake hands and three outs. Yeah. I don't think he is going to be a starter this year unless the Cubs stink and they're trying to experiment with things late in the season. He could be 97, 98 out of the pen. He's got a nasty breaking pitch. As Lindsey Crosby said on our show the other night. He is one of these pitchers the Cubs have that's missing a pitch to get out lefties, whether it's some sort of two seams uh, uh, or changeup, whatever it is, he's missing it. The cool part about it is, is if he comes in a game late with a two run lead and he's facing righty, lefty, righty, he should be okay. Now, mm-hmm. The lefties that he might face late in games could be pinch hitters, and you'll have to navigate around that. But again, this is where David Ross, and and he will be a part of this segment at some point, a big one, will have to be very smart because you want to put Alzali in the best position to succeed as many righties as possible. Now, of course, there's going to be times where three righties are due up. It's late in the game, and two of those three get pinch hit for but if it's a really good righty getting pinch hit for a mediocre one, that's still good for the Cubs. Alzali, if if Adbert Alzali could just get to being average against lefties, he will be a premier, a premier late-inning reliever in the National League this year because he has it. He loves the moment. He's one of those guys to pitch it as you know, this better than I do to pitch in a late inning game in the major league baseball. You have to have a little something in your head, right? You can't just be a regular guy. Right. Uh, he has that. He wants it. He, he's into it. He has the stuff to pitch late. He's one of the few guys on this team that has, you know, I could strike you out whenever I want stuff. He just has to tackle that last part of his development to be at least competent versus left-handed hitters. And I think if the Cubs are going to be good this year, especially with no lighter now, he is going to carry a large role uh, with this bullpen. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm super encouraged by Alzali and Thompson, just their openness to actually pitch out of the pen full time. Yeah. I think that's just that's huge for the team and that type of attitude and mentality. Yeah. I think it's going to carry both of those guys and hopefully this team far in uh, 23 and beyond. Yep. All right, so we'll continue our player series as as this week moves along and and even after that uh, as well. Coming up next is the segment we like to call How Much Would It Take? We haven't played it in a while. Um, we're going to have some fun to wrap up a Monday episode, and we do that coming up next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. Before we press record, Sam was talking about how he's looking for a midday treat and how built bar is such a great candidate. We just got through the holidays. You're looking to maybe eat a little healthier, low sugar, some energy. You need a pickup. You need sugar during the workday. You have to try built bar. Not only is it healthy, but it's actually tasty. hundred percent real chocolate, unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And you can get those online at built.com. But now you can get, a four-bar box at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. And those flavors, cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, whopping 17 grams of protein. So don't wait. Order some Built Bars today at Built.com or stop in your local Walmart Sam's Club and try a Built Bar today. You, you, Welcome you... back to Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making this your the, first listen every day. The the four grams of sugar with Built Bar, man, what a gift! The, yeah. the, the these protein bars that you try, uh, it's too much sugar. Right, right. No, I I I, I hear what you're saying, and uh, we're gonna keep the day moving with Built Bars. We're gonna keep the show moving right here. Uh, so, how much would it take, Sam? Um, you know, yeah. I, I'll have to, I have to say I, I did do some driving on Saturday here over the weekend. I, I left my my place at four. I arrived back at my place, you know, in the eleven p.m. hour. Right. And I got to say, you know, besides shout out to to kind of the St. Charles area, shout out to Elgin. But folks, from about Carpentersville, Dundee, back to Crystal Lake, mm-hmm. okay, Route Thirty One. Sure. A major road. Everybody knows it. it. Except if you have a life. Go ahead. It, it wasn't touched. Right. It was a surreal experience to drive. Thank goodness there was no cars around because there was no shoveling that actually occurred. No, no plowing. Plowing, yeah. And and we get it. You know, the, the plows, they they work the, the long shifts. They work maybe about a 12-hour shift. So, Sam, how much would it take on a snowstorm day like yesterday? to drive one of these plows for a a shift? Well, my best friend and your cousin Nick does it, uh, knows how to do it. Um, So for him, not much. Um, Yeah, and just just to follow up on your point, not a a great first snow experience for my new complex. When I I walked out and walked in, I walked in a little bit late at night yesterday as well. I walked Mm -hmm. in, it felt like somebody, whatever the antithesis is of plowing, like like taking snow from other areas and padding it on the streets of my complex is what I felt like was done 
So that wasn't great. Um, I, I felt like I was an Eskimo walking in to my place last night from 25, 30 feet. Um, but yeah, uh, how much would it take for me to drive this? Well, I struggle driving large vehicles. Yes. Like for example, Nick has a truck and sometimes he'll be like, Hey, you know, we've been in situations where he wants me to drive it. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, for, you said for a day. Yeah. For like a shift, a work shift. I'll say 3,500 bucks. Okay. <laughs> a lot. A lot. All right. Um, okay, I have a non-cub. How much would it take yeah. to, um, unfortunately? So, it, it's weather-related. <laughs> okay. How much would it take, and I know it's this isn't that realistic, but this is hypothetical. How much would it take for you to move to a climate that's cold and snowy year-round? Oh, it would be a lot. Because yeah. I... I, I... I am starting to struggle with the cold and snow just in the one. No, well, we're, we're all, I've, I've actually spoken to a lot of listeners that are concerned about you maybe, you know, moving out West or down South. Right. Um, I have you know, threatened so, that in the past. Yeah. So we know that. Uh, so that's why I asked. I couldn't do that at this point. Um, yeah. That would no, just yeah. be bad for my psyche. Yeah. Right. It, it, the answer could be that there is no, no. It would, no, it would be, it would be honestly $5 million. <laughs> Five M's. Well, right, because think about it. You might part of that money might be for psychiatric help because you're going to be depressed all the time. Well, I would hire someone to clean off my car if I still don't have a garage. Right, right. No, that's a good number. About right. mine would be slightly lower because I don't. I usually don't hate the colder snow that much as much as yeah. most. But yeah, it, it's definitely in the six figure range. No, no, more than that, seven figure. Yeah, I thought I would have even a stronger reaction to, la- to to driving last night. I've kind of gotten over it, but right. Yeah, it's just it's wild now. Let me. Can I just do a quick follow up before you yes. go again? Because I want because I want to get a Cubs one in real quick. After this week's um, rant of yours, it got me thinking. How much would it take for you to go to St. Louis? Oh no! Take a drive. Find the nicest steakhouse in St. Louis, which is probably about a three-star place. And take Wilson Contreras out for a night. Probably 50000 Oh, no, come on. <laughs> you got to keep the credibility. It'd still be cool to get some stories from Billy. I mean, 50000 Jeez. <laughs> I would say, I thought you were going to say like five hundred. No, fifty thousand covers me for about a year. Or something. Oh, so yeah, you're upset. So you're really that upset with him? No, I'm upset. Yeah, fifty fifty thousand. I mean, at that I don't point, want to call him out too much because I know Cubs fans adore him. Yeah, no, for me it'd be I, I, I you know, whatever the t- listen. We know it's not going to be that hefty of a tab in St. Louis, so maybe about a hundred for the hundred <laughs> for the meal, hundred for the drive, and then you know I don't really want to spend the night with anybody. So I'd say it's probably about for me about three four hundred bucks I do it for. This week, we have so much exciting stuff on the show. Sam, well, that's it. We're done. We are. What's your level of interest uh, this week as World Baseball Classic rosters are finalized to break down what Cubs are going to be in the WBC? High interest. Okay. So we'll plan for that this week. Uh, we're also going to continue our player series, obviously moves or potential moves by the Cubs. Uh, let's do a 0-100 to 100 this week. We're going to do some Did You Know? Maybe we toss in some trivia Ugh. as well. The trivia was very well received. 
I appreciate week, everybody. I appreciate everybody being nice to me in the comments. I, it was an unacceptable yeah. performance. And then just released here at recording time, Sam. Oh no! Fan duel over under win totals. Oh, tease it, tease it. And so we're gonna do that. For Tuesday's episode. 96 and a half. <laughs> 52. So, uh, so the what's Nationals. the Cubs Jeez. over under? We'll also break down the rest of the NL Central and more. So that will be a lot of fun. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube. Smash the like button as we make the push for 100 plus likes an episode. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever else you get your podcast. And you can drop us a text, 312 834 Four six three four. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. How about your second? Our friend Lindsey Crosby, host of Locked On MLB Prospects. He is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. Locked On MLB Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.